Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. What's today? Monday? How was your weekend? Two days. Two days. Uh-huh. Very funny. <laughs> uh, seriously. Seriously? I thought it was too short. Okay, then. Get ready for a great week. Have a great week. Have a great week. Here's to a great week. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Start the show. It's showtime. Happy Monday, peeps. I thought you were going to say fuckers. Happy Monday, you <laughs> fuckers. <laughs> uh, welcome to another edition of After 9. It is the month of May, and this is a big one. Tomorrow is the Star Wars Day. I think it's stupid, personally. I, I'm sorry if you're a Star Wars fan. I think May the 4th be with you. I mean, originally it was clever, but it's not clever when you keep doing it. I, I, I don't. Well, here's the, here's the thing for me. I'm not. I've seen the original Star Wars. Okay, so this is coming from someone who's not necessarily like a hardcore fan of Star Wars. I'm just not sure what you're you, what you're supposed to do. Just um, talk about Star Wars. Is that what you're supposed to do? Just talk about it or watch it? I mean, I'm not sure what the what the deal is with it. Every single time it comes around and someone says, "May the Fourth be with you," I'm just like, and with you too. I don't know. How <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that and. Thank you. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Wednesday is Cinco de Mayo. Every year, somebody inevitably will ask me, why do you like Cinco de Mayo so much? Are you Mexican? No, I'm not Mexican at all. <laughs> I just love holidays where it's more about the food and social aspect than it is about the gifts. And this is the perfect one. Most people don't even know the history of it. So that's fine. We'll just have some tequila and tacos and burritos and have ourselves a fucking great fiesta it's gonna be amazing i love cinco de mayo and then sunday is mother's day yeah listen if, if you're uh uh the the dad or or whatever in the household keep in mind there's no like macaroni art coming home from school this year nobody's tracing their hand you actually have to get a gift for mom this year <laughs> it's just the way it is there's yeah. no school to send I, home a craft it's weird man the second second mother's day lockdown and i, I can't figure out I don't know what to do for my mom. You know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, there's options. Obviously there's options and you know, you have many choices. If you want to try to support local, maybe get your mom a gift card somewhere that does support local. Maybe you could curbside pick her up something if that's what you want to do. Uh, flowers are probably always in fashion for mother's day. I'd imagine. Oh, I mean, what are you going to do for your mom? She asked me not to come. She's okay. uh, she's been working and she r- works in an area that's fairly high risk. And she said, you know what? I don't want to risk it. I don't want to get sick. I don't want you guys to get sick. So we're skipping it. We'll postpone until we can gather again. OK, so you're going to do something for her then. It's not like you're going to send something her way or I deliver don't something. know. I might okay. send something, but it, yeah. it's hard to say. Uh, and it's a weird I, one, right? No, it is weird because if you can't have that face to face thing and you're doing everything right where you can't see each other. You know, do you really just want to, like, send something? I I don't know if it's the same. Like, what moms probably really want who've been away from their children, I'm talking about their older children, is probably to see them and hug them. But if you can't do that, it's just kind of a shitty reminder of that, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, it is. And there's going to be a lot of sad people this week. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but it feels like we've passed the point of anger. And now it's just, it's almost like a depressing haze that's fallen over us. Like... I know sooner or later we have to reopen and get people back to work, but it just seems kind of down right now. Uh, Some people are getting some hope today because they opened up the vaccines to those 18 plus in the postal codes that are hot, they say. So good. 
Uh, some will get shots, some won't. Either way, the people who need the shots the most are likely not. And that's unfortunate. But we'll come back and talk about COVID in a sec. I do want to update everybody on what I did on Friday. I did get my first dose of vaccine. And a couple of takeaways from this. Number one, those fucking trolls, the anti-vaxxers all over social media, Kat, are so funny. What did you get? Because, I mean, I commented on your thing, but I didn't take I didn't have enough time to read it. I could only imagine. What were they saying? Um, Things like, oh, I see you got the experimental unapproved by the FDA vaccine. Good. And uh, shit like that. You know, like it was very passive aggressive and. I don't know what you fucking losers are trying to accomplish by commenting on someone else's thing. I mean, I had already had the shot. It's not like I was thinking about getting it. And I'm not sure what you guys even get out of it shitting on somebody else who did. But honestly, just fuck off. You're not changing anybody's mind. There's lots of people who are not sure. They don't know if they want it. They're pretty sure they don't. Maybe they will, though, if the circumstance is right or they get the right one. Fine, but if you've made a decision that you don't want it, then don't get it. Mm -hmm. But don't try and influence the rest of the world. The fuck is wrong with you? Nearest I can tell, I think it comes from just general trying to have a platform. And I get that I've got a lot more followers than most people do. Um, and, And maybe they're just trying to get their shitty message out. But I don't know why people bother. Like, who fucking cares? If you don't want it, don't. But there are people who do desperately and they're clicking refresh every 10 seconds on the provincial portal trying to book their shot today i know i just wish that we could not you know you couldn't leave those kind of messages you know just like just leave it alone you're not whose whose mind are you changing you're absolutely right so my experience with people like that this weekend went like this yesterday i went to go pick up a takeout order a great spot uh burgers priest who doesn't love Uh. burgers priest Good burgers. They got keto burgers there. I love them for that. Options. So anyway, so I'm doing a pickup order here, and I pull into the parking lot, and there are two large gray vans parked there and police officers, cops. Maybe I'd say six to eight of them hanging around. And at first I wasn't sure what, I'm like, do I get out of here? What is going down? And then it didn't take long to realize, oh, no, they're just there to eat. They're just there waiting outside safely for their food. So I pull in and my husband goes inside to place our order. And as we are waiting outside for the order to finish up, we see marching down the street straight toward ourselves and six to eight police officers, a group of people with signs. They are not for the lockdown. They want restrictions lifted. Yep. Yep. They are Kind of, you know, they were kind of yelling, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really a a sight. You know what, to see. Like, it wasn't like, stop it now. Like, nobody had a megaphone, anything like that. They were just carrying these uh, signs that were done via Photoshop, I assume, of Justin Trudeau looking all mangled, basically, and saying Trudeau's fool-o and all these other stupid fucking sayings that they came up with on their signs. And saying basically in lockdown. And of course, none of them were masked. And I don't know. I'd say there was like 15 to 20 of them. And that's fine. You're allowed to you're allowed to be upset about shit. I get it. It's fine. And they weren't really bugging anybody else. But I was most interested in how are these cops going to react to this? Never seen anything like it. So I just got to sit back and watch. First off, how many protesters were there? Do you guess? Oh, God, 15 to 20. Like no more. They were all uh, guys. 
you're a fucking embarrassment. What kind of a pro? How much attention do you really think you're going to get for your cause when there's 15 to 20 people? Yeah. Do you really think Doug Ford woke up on Sunday morning and got his daily briefing and they said, Mr. Premier, fuck, there's 15 people protesting in Waterloo. <laughs> and he thought, oh, shit, we better do something. We better change course. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. an embarrassment. If you don't have at least a few hundred people, don't even bother. You're just wasting your time. Yeah, I'm not sure because I did see some of them st- later on when I was driving away. I went uh, I went up Waterloo Town Square way and there was a few of them sitting and hanging out there by the tables that are still available, I guess. So and, and there wasn't any more of them. So maybe they had come from a group. I don't know because I don't pay attention to those kind of gatherings. I, I don't get I don't get those invites on Facebook. And if I do, I certainly ignore them. But again, hey, th- that's fine. If if you feel like that's like that's going to make a difference, and you feel like spending what looked like several hundred dollars on these signs, I mean, they don't look like they were cheap, Scott. They weren't like written on Bristol board. These were like legitimately Photoshop signs. I don't know if there's like an underground place you can go buy signs for protests like that, or <laughs> I'm not sure where they get them from. <laughs> the underground <laughs> sign shop. Like, they didn't look cheap, and I just thought, no, like okay, so here's what happens. So they're marching towards us, and maybe you're wondering, well, what did the cops do? Nothing. They, in fact, one looked at the other one and went, what is this? And then the other one went, oh. Without even saying a word about what it was, the other one goes, I just want to get my burger and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame those cops. And neither do I, Scott. Again, like I said, it wasn't like they were, they were, not, they were actually quite peaceful, and that's fine. But when I look at the, the, the effort that they went into to do these, I mean, you're right. I thought no one's going to see it. And no camera person was out trying to, you know, catch this. Nobody seems to really give a fuck. Like, nobody cares. The majority of things that I'm seeing are more the people excited, like yourself. You got your vaccine and you're posting the photo. And I'm getting more reaction and uh, stuff from that than I am seeing the, seeing any protesters. And by all means, you're allowed to be against shots even against all vaccines we all know that that exists you are allowed to but for the love of god no you're not convincing anyone if you're publicly shaming someone for posting a photo of them getting their vaccine you're not changing anyone's mind you really truly aren't unless you have doctor before your name nobody's gonna listen to a fucking word you say and even if you do and you're against it people are gonna question that too so just leave it alone Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't put any stock in online petitions. I never sign them. Even if I do agree with them, I never sign them because it's a waste of time. These protests with 15, 20 people going out, it doesn't make a difference. You know what a good protest is? I really like what that golf course in Tilsonburg did last weekend when they opened up. uh, Ontario is the only place in, is it the world or North America? I think it's the only place in the world where golf courses are shut down. And so the course said, fuck it. There's no danger. There was never any infections from people golfing. This is a ridiculous restriction. So they opened up and they got away with it for a couple of days. But the police have now charged them. I thought that was a good protest. It wasn't the whole Adamson's barbecue situation in Toronto. I mean, that was indoor dining. They were flagrantly flaunting the rules and daring the cops and sneaking fucking brisket in the back door. I mean, that whole thing was ridiculous. But I mean, this is a golf course that did nothing dangerous. Absolutely nothing dangerous at all, except let people play golf. They, I, I guess they got away with it for the first weekend, but this weekend, the police showed up, they charged the course, and they charged five golfers individually for going out. 
I wouldn't want to be the crown attorney that's got to prosecute these cases because I think the likelihood of a conviction is pretty slim. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to go very far. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm still actually, I might be at the stage of shock now where I'm surprised. I mean, they, they went back on a lot of Doug Ford, we all know, made his apologies and went back on a couple of the uh, announcements that he'd made with police doing random checks and playgrounds being closed. And we knew that. I was waiting and have been waiting on the announcement that, yeah, you know what? On second thought, golf courses can open. I'm, I don't know if it's one of a case of if we do that for you, other people are going to start to bug us too. Like, I'm not sure. It boggles my mind. You, as a golfer, well, must especially be like, what in the actual fuck? I mean, to me, I don't care. Like, people message me the golf shit all the time, and they're like, oh, can you share it? Let's get the message out. Golf is safe. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Golf is safe. I think right now golf courses should be open. I think kids should be playing soccer and baseball and lacrosse and and anything outdoors should be allowed. To me, I don't understand why those enforcement people in Toronto were kicking people off of beach volleyball courts down on the Toronto waterfront this weekend. Yet 40 feet away, there was dozens of people doing active T.O. What is the fucking difference? (laughs) What is the difference if you're on one side of the street or the other? Uh, There isn't one. But I I think all these rules just don't make sense. And that's why people think the government is a bunch of idiots because they've got such contradictory rules out there. And I mean, at this point, it shouldn't be what more restrictions can we put in place? We should be thinking about what restrictions can we safely lift every single day. Doug Ford should wake up with a goal of opening something else that's wrongfully closed. Now, I don't know if he's going to do it. He seems to want to double down on this whole stay at home order. But I mean, the risk he runs there is people are just eventually going to stop paying attention. I'm not paying attention. I mean, I was hardcore on this. Follow the rules and shit like that through waves one and two, but not anymore. We've seen the science and we've seen the evidence that it's not dangerous to do anything outdoors. The problem is also that they keep looking at this goddamn mobility data. So let me tell you about my weekend. On Friday, I had to go and rent a U-Haul truck because I happened to, through a friend of a friend, come upon someone who was downsizing and needed to get rid of a ton of furniture before they moved into a condo. And they didn't want any money for it. They just needed it gone so that they could close the deal on their home that they sold. So went to get a U-Haul trailer. It was great. I had to drive from my place in Milton to Oakville to get my shot back to Milton, then to Toronto twice. The next morning, I had to drive to Ancaster to drop something off to get driven down to the U.S. A friend was going. So I said, great, take some stuff with you for me. It must have looked horrible on the mobility data. Now, in reality, I was nowhere near anybody. I wasn't doing anything dangerous. But Doug and his fucking team of loser scientists there that can't seem to make a decision coherently for the life of them would probably look at that and think, oh, well, fuck, people aren't paying attention. It's not that we're not paying attention. I am paying attention. I I did everything I could to make myself safe. I wasn't doing a thing dangerous. But you guys think anytime somebody leaves their home, it's for some nefarious reason. It's stupid, cat. It's so fucking dumb. But anyway, uh, back to the shot. People ask me, uh, what was it like? How did it feel? Did you feel the side effects and all that sort of stuff? So a couple of things. It was completely painless. I wasn't looking because I don't like needles at all. I hate needles. 
So I didn't want to watch it go in. So I was setting up my phone to take the selfie and I was cringing in anticipation of that prick. And she's like, okay, you're done. I swear to God, I didn't even feel the needle go in. Didn't even feel it. That's how thin this needle is. You were scared for nothing. Well, it's not nothing. I mean, you're still putting a a vaccine in your body that is relatively new. I believe it's safe, but it is still new. And I I never even got flu shots. So this was a big step for me to go and get this vaccine. But painless needle, really, really efficient system. I mean, they get you in and out of there so quickly. The doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals that are manning these vaccination clinics, they're doing great. I'm glad. I can't wait to experience it in 2022. I'm sure it's going to be right. <laughs> when you can finally get a needle. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, though, is they say you'll feel at least one of the shots. You'll get some side effects. The only ones I felt were my arm is still a little sore in the area where they gave me the shot left deltoid, in case you're wondering. And I was a little tired this weekend, just a little low energy. Mm-hmm. But overall, I felt good. good. You know, like it's. I feel like I made some progress towards getting back to a normal life. And that's what you're supposed to get, right? The shot isn't just about protecting you from COVID. It's being part of something bigger than you. It's being part of getting all of us back to normal. Every shot that goes in an arm is one step closer to restaurants and hair salons and golf courses and facilities and shows and everything else reopening. So I do think that everybody should get it, but I would never pressure somebody that doesn't want it Mm -hmm. to get it. I have close family members that have flat out told me, really happy to hear you got it. Congratulations, but it's not for me. And I respect that decision. It's a choice for everybody. Uh, Just quickly, uh, we'll finish off the COVID talk and then we're going to get to a great conversation about masturbation, which is uh, probably (laughs) what you've been waiting for. A great conversation about masturbation. (laughs) Coming your way. Literally. Uh, If you have some magical postal code, you're eligible to get a shot today if you're 18 plus. And last I heard, there was a lot of frustrated people because the queue was like hundreds of thousands of people long yeah so we were we were keeping our eye on this uh in the morning during our show just watching for the people who are in those hot spots to hop on and apparently the wait is so intense that like some people are going to be waiting for well over a couple hours just to get on to put their information in and attempt to get their to get their spot so hey i think if i'm trying to be glass half full cat you know that that makes me believe that a lot of people are going to go for this and that's what we need that's what we want if they're going to do it by hotspot make sure that those people participate and it seems that that is happening so i'm good i'm happy with what's going on right now did you have or did you have any issues with the postal codes they selected because you know i'm looking at some of these postal codes and like in all of waterloo region there's one yes yeah in all of wellington dufferin guelph there's one right uh there's like five of them in Windsor, there's a quite a few in Ottawa. Peel and Toronto have a shit ton. Yes. And I'm looking at where the seats are in in Queen's Park. And I'd love to think that this wasn't at all political. But I mean, do you think there's anything to them sitting around the table at Queen's Park thinking, okay, we're gonna open it up to hot spots, but oh, uh, you know, we don't want to leave certain areas out, and we know everyone in I don't know. Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph or Simcoe, Muskoka is going to be freaking out if they don't have any hotspot postal codes. So we better throw them one. 
Do you think it's that or do you think they truly followed the science when they picked these postal codes? I mean, based on what I'm seeing, they did follow the science on this. Uh, the postal code, uh, the, the region I know the best is the one I live in, which is the Waterloo region, uh, right by Fairway there. It's a fucking hot mess. It's a hot mess. And there's a lot of apartment buildings there. And apparently the cases are, are really, really uh, high in that area. So, yeah, absolutely. Get them get them vaxxed first. Give them priority. I'm fine with that. Wellington, Dufferin, Guelph, same thing. Their numbers were so good for a while, then they got worse. And apparently this is a hot spot. And it's actually, they're following the science with this postal code. Okay. Yeah. I, I just, 18 plus, you can work from home. No pre-existing conditions. Like, absolutely no red flags there at all. You get prioritized now. And and they did do exactly what I said they shouldn't do. They're sending 50% of the shots right now to Peel and Toronto hotspots, mainly Peel and Toronto hotspots, but they threw a bone to a couple of people here and there. Eh, whatever. I just hate that there's some people who have to wait that are in, actually have a legitimate case for getting vaccinated, but there's not enough shots for everybody. And now they've got to wait behind people that have no risk. Would you have been OK if they had said, you know what, we're only getting two million shots this week. They're all coming from Pfizer. Just take all of Ontario's allotment and just do teachers nonstop for five days so we can get schools reopened after May 2-4 weekend. Would you be able to get behind that? Yeah, sure. So would I. I don't understand why we're not doing something like that. Well, I want to at least be able to see the teachers with their shots in arms. Everyone who wants to get one gets one. We should have done that by the end of April. And I'm not I know that that's not the case because I have a couple of friends who are teachers who do have an appointment but haven't received their first yet. But uh, it, it varies by age groups and, and hotspots, like we we're, were saying. I would have rather them all have it because we want to make sure at least we can salvage next year's school year, which starts in September. So if you were really spacing them four months apart here, then they need to get them in arms right this second so that we can make sure that this happens. But at least if, if they all have one shot by then, that's good, but it could be better. So, yeah, I'd be all for them saying nobody but teachers. Nobody but, and, and people who work in the school system, we know that there's more than just teachers working there, but I'm okay with that. I am totally okay with that too. Uh, but for See, the time being, I'm okay with the hotspots. I'm good with that. I'm thinking right now we need to get schools reopened now. Uh, those ridiculous, ridiculously misleading and now outdated commercials from the teachers unions are so bad and poorly timed i'm embarrassed for the teachers that their union is doing that uh the reality is you should be vaccinated and schools should be reopened no later than after the may 2-4 weekend i think it's important because you know i've sat in on a couple of distance learning classes lately and it is fucking amazing how little is getting done in some of them asynchronous for the last period every day every day from 255 on is asynchronous Come on, that's lazy. Meditation sessions for like an hour after lunch. I'm really worried about what kids are not learning in some schools with some of these teachers that are trying to distance learn. I'm really worried about the future of our math skills, our reading, our literacy, all that sort of stuff. You know, I was hoping that this would go smoothly, but some teachers are trying so hard, it seems, to make this not work. That we just we have no choice. We have to get kids back in school because some of them are just going to fall further behind. It's bad as long as we can do it safely. I'll add that. Um, let's uh, switch gears here and talk about a couple of other things. This is going to be a, a, a topic that comes up more and more as time goes on. But Caitlyn Jenner 
says she opposes transgender girls competing in girls sports in school. The former Olympic champion and now candidate for California governor told TMZ it's a question of fairness. Jennifer said, sorry, Jenner says she opposes biological boys who are trans competing in girls sports in school. I don't know how this is going to play out. And it seems like a really, really tough decision to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can make a case for it either way. Hey, if, if you're trans and you're actually a woman, but you were born with male genitals, you're still a woman in your own mind and you want to compete in the sport that's right for you. But do you have an unfair advantage with more testosterone than estrogen, for example? I don't know what they're going to decide on this, but the decision is going to have a lot of implications. And no matter what they decide, a lot of people are going to be upset and hurt. Yes, you're right. This is a no-win situation. This is not one of those topics you open your mouth up about and you start talking about, especially if you don't know much about it. That's what I find. Like, to me, I will fully admit, I don't know enough to open my mouth and tell you exactly how I feel about it. I don't. Neither do I. I don't. I would need to hear everything. And even then, is what I have to say, does that really matter? Does, does what I have to say on this subject really matter? I want to hear more on it. I want to learn more on it. Maybe there's other options that could be out there for those who who are trans that want to that do want to take part in all those activities, right? I, I don't I don't know what the answer would be, so I'm certainly not going to give my opinion because it's not really one that should count. Um, good for Caitlyn Jenner because, like you said, this is divisive. So I oh, at yeah. least applaud Caitlyn jenner for speaking out about this she could have just as easily like any other potential politician uh, anyone potentially running said nothing at all (laughs) or refused to answer or uh, you know divert any questions that that she gets but she tackled it head on and and i i i do applaud her for that and you're right there's going to be blowback from some people who think that's horseshit there's going to be people who are shocked in a good way and, and think that that's terrific um and only time will tell if if it matters to the people who could be potentially voting for Caitlyn Jenner if that happens. Masturbation. Let's <laughs> talk about your self-love. Let's talk about those times when you had a little too much fun with yourself. <laughs> Is there such a thing? Too much? No, you can't have too much fun with yourself. Oh. You know, Your body is a wonderland. You might as well enjoy it. <laughs> like the great John Mayer said. <laughs> 60% of people, according to a new survey by Lilo, is that how I say it? That the sex toy company? Yeah. They did the survey. They found 60% would rather get it on with themselves than a partner right now. Two out of three say their best orgasm of their life was solo and not with someone else. Is it just by accident that it's better or did you work up to it? Did you have some sort of a a plan going in? Like that's not just an accidental. I got a few minutes to kill. Let me uh, pull my pants off and have some fun. That it's not one of those. Like you, you have to like build up to that. Do you not? I want well, and see, see, in opposite, I wonder how how much of that, how how many people there that was their first time. Because you okay. you don't ever forget your first time achieving that, right? I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, the first time you Sorry, do Sorry, but it, I, you know what? For, for, uh, for guys, it's different, I think. For you guys, it's a little bit different. You guys just, fuck it, elementary school comes and you're just jizzing in your pants like crazy. Isn't that the case? <laughs> I mean, there's never been any jizz in my pants. I'm That's never happened. It's easily attainable. <laughs> and females, uh, sometimes it's a, it's a little bit trickier. So I wonder, I'm just, I wish that we had this info and I'm assuming we don't because you probably would have mentioned it. How many of those who said it was the best time by themselves achieved that by themselves for the first time? And that's a highlight in their mind. The first one is the best one. I don't know. The first one's always sort of like, oh, more of like a surprise than anything else. Ah, See, and that's where I think we differ here with male, female. That's where I think we differ. It doesn't just happen like that for females. I would assume that's just my assumption, though. You have to know where you're going with it and you have to work up to it, I would assume, is what you're saying then, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So I I was just curious, but we don't know that. We just don't know how many of it would have been the first time. But then you are the one who's truthful with yourself. So this makes sense because maybe you're less likely to explain to your partner or, you know, tell them exactly what you like if you're with a partner trying to achieve it, right? (laughs) Trying to achieve it. Is that the best way to say it? Trying to get get there. You know what I mean? Right? You, it's not like a war medal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I don't know about yours, but mine are achievements. No. Uh, no, but, you know, it's, it's when you're with someone else um, and you're not by yourself, it, it's, it's a little, maybe a little different in that way. Whereas when you're by yourself, you can really do, it's really 100% about you. You know? Yeah, you I can don't know. do you. Hey, you know that? what you like. And, and the, I think the best part is you can make adjustments on the fly. Like right. if you're doing something and it's not working, you don't have to go through the whole process and maybe the awkwardness of telling someone else, eh, that's not really working. You better switch it up. You can just make a change. Mm-hmm. It's why being your own boss is such a great thing to do. Things aren't working. Boom. You can just make a change. We don't need to have a big board meeting about this and talk to the shareholders. You can just switch it up. Uh, let's go through a couple other numbers here. The average person began experimenting with masturbation at 15 years old. 71% credit masturbation for helping them communicate with their partners about their preferences in the bedroom. That's an interesting conversation. You know, honey, when you went to do the groceries, I tried something and I had an epiphany. I like this. So now you've got to do that sort of stuff. This is the communication based on the masturbation. You figured something out. Three out of four now think masturbation is healthy, but say there's still lingering misconceptions like 63% that say there's still a negative connotation associated with female masturbation and pleasure. Is there really? Because it seems like uh, there's not. Or if there was in the past, that's kind of going away. Is there really a stereotype about that? A negative connotation associated with female masturbation? I, you know, uh, maybe, I don't, I'd like to think not, Scott, but I I mean, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. I know it was definitely later to the party than, than male masturbation, but I don't know that there's necessarily, I mean, when it, sometimes it it is that way. I guess it all depends. I, I don't think that we're that far behind though. 46% have purchased a sex toy as part of their self-exploration, but a third of those respondents prefer to keep their toy to themselves. Oh, was there a sharing option? I may have missed something here. 46% have purchased a sex toy as part of their self-exploration, but a third prefer to keep their toy use to themselves. Oh, I get it. 
So they got a toy. They didn't tell their partner about it oh, or they didn't tell anybody about it. Oh, a hidden dildo. Okay, right. gotcha. The old, well, how the old fucking secretive dildo. is your top drawer? I mean, honestly, fuck. <laughs> uh, of respondents who don't use toys with partners, three and five said their partner wouldn't approve of toy use. Okay, see, and that's where it does get interesting and very interesting. Some people are very intimidated by that. Some people are very intimidated by knowing or or thinking that their partner n- needs it beca- and doesn't need you. Some people do not like that. Really? Yes. Yes. You've heard of these kinds of relationships before. But how can you honestly look at your partner and say, nah, I don't want you to be satisfied. I don't want you to be happy. I can. You're good with me. Everything else it's, is secondary. It's very controlling. It's very controlling, and it's a trait that unfortunately is out there for in a lot of, I think, I want to say male in particular, but I know that's not the case, too. I actually have, I know for a fact, a same-sex couple that's in that predicament where, no, I, I know what I'm doing, so why do you need this? So it's it's basically, it's one of, on the list of not allowed. So, eh, yeah, I, I can okay. see that. I think you're probably on to something when you say, it's mainly guys that would be jealous of her special little vibrating friend. But I could see it going the other way, too. There may be girls out there who don't like the thought of a guy having a blow-up doll or a guy having a fleshlight. <laughs> especially when it's, especially when she sits with you at the table during dinner. Like, it gets fucking weird, right? <laughs> like, when I have to pass her the fucking meatballs, it's, it, I'm, uh, no, I'm good. uh 59% use their sex toy solo they say because they prefer it that way 57% say they don't want their partner to know they even have one wow wow yeah interesting right there's a lot going on there there's a lot to unpack with those people who answered that way sure isn't that just kind of inviting confrontation if you have one and it's it's your little secret, or is it totally okay to have that little secret? Do you owe an explanation if they happen to stumble upon mm, it by mistake? That's hey, so- it, I don't have one, but if I had a real doll and my girlfriend was coming over and hung something up in my closet and saw the do- uh, the blow-up doll hanging <laughs> in the closet, do I owe her an explanation, or is it just sort of, hey, that's what he wants, that's what he wants? Right, right. I'm yeah. just kidding. I didn't hang her in the closet. <laughs> It's morbid, under the bed like man. a normal person. It's fucking morbid. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And and that's one of the questions. When it comes to relationships, whether sexual or whatever, or more, that's one of those questions that's going to be answered differently by each couple. You're going to have some people who believe that's not okay. Some people that believe it is okay. It, it really is going to it really is going to vary uh, depending on people's own uh, experiences and and thoughts on it. Some people consider that cheating. And it all literally varies person to person. And if you're the type of person that you, let's say you do have a device and you're not necessarily hiding it, but not making it clear to the other person, if they don't bring it up, that it's never going to be okay for you to own one, but you already own one, then yeah, I think it's one of those things that you probably have to yourself and you use it when you're by yourself. And when your partner's there, you, you know, you, you do the fucking nasty with your partner and, and keep the other part to yourself. But there are those people who will. And know that it's not okay with their partner, but they'll keep it and they'll hide it, which is, I don't, that's, that's tricky to me. That's really tricky. I don't like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I buy a lot of shit on a day-to-day basis that I don't go out of my way to tell my girlfriend about. And you kind of single it out if you do say that. I mean, if I go and buy more soil for my garden, I don't need to tell her about that. Well. But you almost do feel an obligation to tell her, hey, I bought a flashlight. I even fucked it last night. Like, <laughs> You know, like. No, yeah, I mean, you're. Are we having right. these conversations, or is there just some things that are meant to be kept you're private? Right. And this is what I mean by everybody's going to answer this differently. And there's going to be people who believe that it's you keep that shit to yourself. Uh, there's people that are going to believe it's very controlling if the other person says, "Well, wait a minute, a flashlight. I, I don't like that. I don't want you using toys without me. I want you to only be with me and you and use my toys." You know, that's it. That's all. And then you're going to have people who really straight up don't give a shit and they each have their own tickle trunks and it's fine. And, and they talk about it and they use it openly and they buy it together, right? Like I have a couple of friends who buy things together and that works for them. But this is literally one of those questions that's going to be answered differently by everybody. Okay. So what do you do in this scenario? Give us a little bit of female perspective advice here. Guy finds out she's got a toy and guys thinking to himself, She's got a toy, but we hardly ever have sex. We don't have sex nearly as often as I'd like to. And it's because she's got that dildo. I'm angry. What do you do in that scenario? Because there probably are people out there who are jealous that that dildo is getting more action than they are. Yes, you're absolutely right. It wouldn't that's happened many times. I have no doubt about it. But having a conversation with the person like a real conversation will probably help. Don't get angry. So if you're angry, let's say that happens. Let's say that he st- he's cleaning up things in the master bedroom and comes across this masturbation tool. Don't get angry. Shake off your anger if that's your first if that's your first reaction is you're a little angry because um, you know you haven't had sex in weeks or months or whatever it is, but obviously she's enjoying herself on the side. Don't get angry. There's a reason for her doing what she's doing if she is actively using it. And maybe that's more emotional than it is sexual and physical. So you need to have a conversation with her about that. You need to say, I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm making you happy. What can I do? And, and really, it's that choice would then be up to her. Do I open up a little bit? Because obviously there'd be something wrong there. Absolutely. Because if she's not willing to or not desiring to be with you, there's a lot more going on. It's not just a sexual thing. Maybe there's a little bit more to it. Or maybe it is sexual and she really just dislike something about you physically but either way that's a conversation that has to be had it is an awkward conversation to have though yep inevitably and hey, people will stress about how do i even know. bring this up that's, what is my angle when that's i go relationships man if you can't get through a fucking conversation like that you're not even with the right person if you mm. can't get if you actually can't open up like that then what are you fucking doing I mean, I understand that maybe in a new relationship, let's say you just started dating and you were hot and heavy for the first couple months, then it kind of dwindled off. But I I just don't see it being there where you would be upset about not having sex enough without you being in a long-term healthy relationship, or you should be. So obviously that relationship ain't so healthy, Scott. So I think if, if you're not able to talk about it, then you have other problems. You should be able to talk to that person about anything and everything and be open and honest. That's the way I see it. So we're going to play a couple's counselor here, and I'm going to come out with a suggestion. And if this is a crazy idea, you can go ahead and say it's a crazy idea, but this just came to me. Here's what I think you guys should do. If you want an amnesty, 
You know how when they do the gun amnesties, you can turn in your guns that you've got, no questions asked. Nobody's going to say, how'd you get that gun? Or what's this gun been used for? They'll just take them back, no questions asked. If you're in a situation where you're hiding your toys from your partner, have an amnesty night. You're both going to come down the stairs and on the kitchen table, you're going to slap down everything you masturbate with. Both of you. (laughs) And you know, maybe she throws down a fucking dildo and a vibe. Maybe he throws a fleshlight and a pocket pussy on the table. He'll throw like a washcloth. She'll throw her electric toothbrush. Whatever the fuck it is you're using, everybody throw it on the table and say, there you go. Ta-da! Everybody throws it on the table. And then it's out in the open. Everybody knows who's doing what. And here is, if this conversation goes well, if it goes well, you agree as part of the amnesty that you want to walk a mile in their shoes. So you trade for a week. You can try out hers. He can, or yeah, he can try out hers. She can try out his. Let's see if it does it for you. There's a little bit of fun. Is that a... I think I'm a goddamn genius sometimes. Well, I like the... Tell am- me that's brilliant. I don't know about using the other person's, but I like the amnesty idea. Like, could you imagine something came out, came to light? You're like, not my pantyhose. Jesus fucking Christ. No wonder I've been through so many of those. Those are expensive. <laughs> Yeah. You fucked my pillow? What? <laughs> you asshole! I sleep there! <laughs> yeah, you know what? We I... both use that electric toothbrush. <laughs> that's, that's too good. Yeah, I like the amnesty idea. If you really don't know your partner, again, I just, I, I don't know, I find it so hard to, to try to figure out a relationship where they're hiding a bunch of shit like that. Like, just straight up hiding it. I don't get it. I don't get Listen. it. Uh, we need volunteers from the massive After Nine Army to try this out. If you like this idea, this is a great way to break the ice. Honey, I heard something great on the the After Nine podcast today. They suggested a sex toy amnesty. <laughs> and if you're in that situation where you haven't told them what you've got, they haven't told you what they've got, it's maybe a an unspoken truth or something. Say, you know what? They suggested that if there's sex toys in the house, we should all just one night throw them on the table and it's a no questions asked scenario. Just that's what I'm packing. You know what you could do too is it'd be cute if you cleaned them together. You're like, let's clean them together. (laughs) No, no, not cute. And if you want to do this, all we need is some basic details and you can DM them to either of us at Cat on Air, at Scott Fox on Air. Let us know how your masturbation amnesty went. I want to know, and we will share the results throughout the week on After Nine. A picture of John Stamos? Really? (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our time for today, everybody. You have a fantastic Monday. May the 4th be with you tomorrow. We'll talk about that bullshit when it rolls around in about 24 hours. Some business news. I saw that Lay's is releasing new potato chips that are dusted with Cool Ranch Doritos flavoring. They've even got a great name for them. Cool Ranch Doritos. (laughs) Russia announced that they produced the world's first COVID vaccine for animals. 
which means pretty soon we'll have to deal with animals posting their vaccination cards on social media. When the news broke, Russian scientists were like, relax, relax, we test on people first. Someone must explain why making animals with paper is called origami, but making animals with balloons is called sad. (laughs) It's not fair. Balloon animals require more skill. Because while you're making one, you have the added pressure of a bunch of kids at a birthday party muttering, wow, this clown sucks. (laughs) Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.